0: hi i am bishop peter and i want to welcome you again to my youtube channel If you want to serve God in spirit and in truth with absolute clarity of mind and of the Holy Scriptures, well, this is the right channel for you. So please like, comment, subscribe, and above all, share this video it's a very powerful and effective way of spreading the gospel of jesus christ without leaving your home and just at the push of a button and god will bless you for it because you will be doing god's work amen well today i'll be teaching part two on taking god's name in vain well let's get right to it turn with me to Exodus chapter 20 verse number 7 I'll read it says thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain whoa that is some very powerful scripture well Well, in part one, I showed you one way in which you take God's name in vain. If you missed that, please click on the link and watch that video. Now, I'm dealing with part two, and I'm going to show you another way in which you take God's name in vain. And that is by making a covenant in form of an oath, a vow, a promise, a pledge. Or even swearing and then you renege on it because you know things get tough let me say it again the second way in which you take God's name in vain is by making a covenant in form of a pledge a vow an oath a promise or a pledge and then reneging on it for whatsoever reason you cannot do that well let's turn to the book of Hosea, chapter four rather Hosea chapter 10 verse number four i'll read it says they have spoken words swearing falsely in making a covenant whoo First judgment spring it forth as in the in the furrows of the fields. Well, what is happening here? God is saying that you have spoken out of your mouth and you make a covenant, a promise, a pledge, an agreement, an oath, and then you renege on it. God says you have sworn falsely. Now allow me to reiterate first of all that all covenants, oaths, pledges, vow, commitments, promises are done in the name of the Almighty God. Come with me to please our Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse number 13. It says, Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, and serve him, and shalt swear by his name. (laughs) That means that when you swear or take a pledge or a promise, a covenant, You do it in the name of the Almighty God. Not on your mama's grave, and not on your life, for that is an abomination to God. It is done in the name of the Almighty God. And when you renege on it, after you order that in God's name, you have taken God's name in vain. And the Lord says, I will not hold you guiltless. Turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 10, verse 20. It says, Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, him shalt thou serve, and to him shalt thou cleave and swear by his name. I'm just here reiterating that all these covenants, oaths, pledges, vow, commitments, promises, they're all done in god's name and when you back up when you renege on them you have taken god's name in vain and god says i will not hold you guiltless because you have taken my name in vain well come with me now to the book of deuteronomy Chapter 23, from verse 21 to 23. Now it says, When thou shalt vow a vow unto God, thou shalt not slack to pay it. Well, let me first of all say here that. There are many con men who call themselves preachers and evangelists, prophets, whatever they call themselves, that will try to use this scripture to con you out of your money. Do not listen to them. They're just greedy thieves that will never, ever have enough. Okay? A vow is not necessarily monetary. Do you know that marriage is also a covenant, a vow? I'll show you that. So, it says when thou shalt vow a vow unto thy God thou shalt not slack to pay it for the Lord thy God will surely require it of thee watch this and it would be a sin in thee (laughs) that's hard hidden verse 22 It says, but if thou shalt forbear to vow, it shall be no sin in thee. You hear that? Verse 23, that which is gone out of thy lips, thou shalt keep and perform. Oh, that's some heavy stuff on a free will offering according as thou hast vowed unto the Lord thy God which thou hast promised with thy mouth that is heavy God says you open your mouth and you make a covenant a pledge a vow an oath in my name he said you have to follow through you cannot renege on it for whatever reason even when time gets tough. Go with me now to Numbers chapter 30 verse number 2. I'll read it, it says, If a man shall vow a vow unto the Lord or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word he shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth bless God you hear that God said when you open your mouth and you you say something and make a commitment in my name He said I'm gonna hold you to it you cannot go back on your word because if you do like the book tells you in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 23 verse 21 it said it shall be a sin in thee and the Lord God will surely require it of thee and that is why many of you your blessings have been held back Because you have taken God's name in vain. Many of you are suffering today needlessly. All you need to do is make sure you do not take God's name in vain. And make sure you make it right. Go with me now to Ecclesiastes chapter 5. I'm going to read from verse 4 to 6. It says, When thou vowest a vow unto God, once again, a vow is not necessarily monetary. you understand that? It says, defer not to pay it. For he, God, has no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Watch verse 5. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than that thou shouldest vow and not Hey, once again, it is re-echoing the sentiments that is declared in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 22. Now, look at verse number six. It says, Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. It is a sin. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Wherefore shall God be angry at thy voice and what? Destroy the work of your hands. You see that? That's why I was saying that many of you, your blessings get held back because you take God's name in vain. And God says there there will be judgment if you take my name in vain, if you make a covenant (laughs) which we do so often, an oath, a pledge, a commitment, a promise in God's name. And then at the first sign of displeasure, you renege on it and say, oh, this is too much for me. I'm done. I quit. You cannot do that. Go with me now, please, to the book of Joshua Joshua chapter 9 verse 15 to 16. Now what happened here is that God gave Joshua and the children of Israel the promised land. But then there were a group of people called the Gibeonites who were afraid. And they want to con the children of Israel, to make it a covenant with them that they will not destroy them from the land of Canaan. Now let's go to Joshua chapter 9. I'm going to read uh, from 15 to verse number 20. Okay, it says, And Joshua made peace with them, and made a league with them to let them live. And the princes of the congregation swear unto them. And it came to pass at the end of three days, after they had made a league with them, that they learned that they were their neighbors and they had and they dwelt among them. Well, the Khan is now discovered or uncovered. Now what happens? Can Joshua and the children of Israel now go back on their word after they have sworn in the name of the Almighty God? It is very clear that the Gibeonites of this oath through trickery and deceit but still the children of Israel could not go back because they should have done their investigation prior to taking the oath in the name of the Almighty God well let's look at it go to verse 18 and the children of Israel smote them not Because the princes of the congregation had sworn unto them by the Lord God of Israel. And all the congregation murmured against the princes. And all the princes said unto the congregation, We have sworn unto them by the Lord God of Israel. Now therefore we may not watch them <laughs> this we will do we will let them live lest wrath be upon us because of the oath which we have sworn unto them whoa that is powerful and scary even though this oath was obtained deceitfully by the gibeonites God says you cannot go back on it. The children of Israel know if they renege on it, the wrath of God will come upon them because they have taken God's name in vain. Let's see what happened hundreds of years later with this oath. Go with me to 2 Samuel chapter 21. I'm gonna read verse one and verse number two. It says there was famine in the land in the days of David three years Whoa. year after year there was poverty and David and everybody were praying about it and David inquired of the Lord and the Lord answered It is for Saul and for his bloody house. Why? Because he slew the Gibeonites. Verse 2. And the king called the Gibeonites and said unto them, Now the Gibeonites were not of the children of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites. And the children of Israel had sworn unto them, and Saul sought to slay them in his zeal for the children of Israel. Well, here is your practical, consummate politician always trying to please the people and neglecting the word of the Almighty God. You see, God brought judgment on Israel for slaying the Gibeonites because they break an oath that them took hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago it doesn't make no difference the oath still stands and when Saul violated that oath there was judgment from the Lord turn with me to the book of Psalms because some of you will say well when things get hard what do I do psalms 15 i'm going to read verse 1 and verse number 4. it says lord who shall abide in thy tabernacle who shall stand in thy holy hell who will stand in the presence of god and make it through the judgment of god verse number 4 god says in whose eyes a vile person is contempt But he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt and change it not. God says, among all the many, many beautiful and intriguing qualities of this righteous man, one of it is that he sticks an oath in God's name and he will never renege on it no matter what happens no matter what he goes through or suffers he rather dies than take the name of his god in vain well let's look at one more scripture if you will in the book of romans chapter 1 verse 31 and verse 32 paul was speaking of all the unrighteousness that destroyed israel and here's what he mentioned in verse 31 and 32 he says without understanding and covenant breakers Ooh. without natural affection implacable unmerciful who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death do not only the same but have pleasure in them that do them listen You cannot be a covenant breaker and think judgment is not coming. It surely is coming. God says, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for God will not hold you guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Allow me to pray for you at this time, please. The Lord God of heaven bless and keep you. God make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace and give you the blessing of your father Abraham. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. Until next time, this is your friend Bishop Peter saying, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandment for this is the whole duty of man. God bless you. I love you. Please subscribe and share this video.